I think most people don't like conflict, especially in the confines of marriage. We just don't like having marital fights. One of the biggest challenges, though, during conflict is keeping the relationship uh, in mind and not necessarily going for the win. We're going to talk about that mind shift today. I'm John Fuller, joined by my focus colleagues, Aaron and Greg Smalley. And Greg, let's get um, gender specific here. That's a little risky these days, but <laughs> let's go ahead and address some of the top struggles that you see um, in men and women in terms of how we handle conflict. Yeah, the, very different. I know for men, often we get quickly overwhelmed. So we kind of get flooded as, as our wife is trying to share something. So it's easier for me than to feel flooded, start to defend myself. So I think for a lot of guys, we're trying to defend. We don't want to feel failed or be wrong, misportrayed, whatever it is. So we often do that. Most men jump to solutions very quickly. We want to fix it, solve it. I don't want to listen I'm to the smiling emotions. smiling because that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and then it's easy for us to, to kind of minimize, marginalize our wife's feelings. You know, why is that the big deal? Get mm-hmm. over it. I mean, those kinds of things. I think for women, the research shows that women have a tendency to do a harsher startup um, I think that there's often too many words that, that women use. So again, that's part of the flooding. I get overwhelmed because there's a lot of words all of a sudden that are right. that are coming my way. Um, and then probably the biggest thing that Aaron and I struggle through as we deal with conflict is just the multiple topics. So instead of sticking to one issue, one thing that we need to deal with, it's easy to give the laundry list of issues. And in, in, again, it's very overwhelming for yeah, me. Yeah, I appreciate that. And we're going to hear more about this in a conversation that Focus President Jim Daly had with Dr. Randy Schrader about how to best approach conflict in your marriage. Randy, you mentioned in the book, when you disagree with your spouse, you recommend a soft startup. Now, being Irish, I don't know anything. What do you mean, a soft startup? I want to go right to the issue. Let's go. Let's tackle it. What's a soft startup? That that is absolutely essential. And again, I've done a lot of marriage research uh, reading, and uh, harsh beginnings lead to harsh endings almost 100% of the time. Okay, this is a proverb now. and and, (laughs) That's what it sounds like. Yeah, and harsh endings uh, often lead to divorce. And Uh. so we need to have soft startups, as you just asked about. And uh, what's, I should... Yeah, what's uh, the example? I should define a harsh beginning first. You know, you always, you never, you're stupid, you're dumb. We need to talk. I've got an issue. We've got a problem. You know, that's a harsh beginning. And the other spouse immediately puts up a defense wall. And so a soft startup is, I need your help. As Christian people, the three of us want to be helpful for others. That's why you do what you do serving our Lord Jesus here at Focus on the Family. And so I need your help is disarming. And I can't tell you how many couples have said that made a huge positive difference in our marriage relationship. To use those words, I need your help. Now, if it's not a good time to discuss the other spouse can say, hey, this is just not a good time. Spouses need to be in a pleasant mood, a decent mood, so they'll have the energy to look for solutions rather than attack and blame. And the other, I always call it the terrific three. Uh, couples need to have discussions after 9 in the morning, before 9 at night. They need to always sit down. They need to, so they're not standing and yelling at each other. And they need to always begin with, I need your help. And those three simple yet effective habits, I would say those alone, 
besides all the other habits in the book, have saved probably 500 marriages from divorce. Mm. I've that had, you dealt I, with. That I've counseled, have said, yeah. ha, have said to me, Dr. Schrader, those three simple yet very effective habits saved us, saved our marriage from divorce. Thank you. Mm. Uh, Randy, also let me let me move to another. I you know today it's such a taboo metaphor, but the rifle approach. What are you going after with the rifle approach? You got to be careful when you talk about this. Yeah, that that is another guideline, and in fact, uh, I have uh, sixteen guidelines on how couples can have respectful discussions, uh, and that besides the stay inside the nines, always sit. I need your help. Another guideline is take the rifle approach. A rifle has a single bullet. A shotgun shell has a lot of pellets. And, and so couples need to focus on one hurt or disappointment at Okay, a time. not a bunch. Not a bunch because uh, – and couples have a tendency to not just focus on issues at the time, but they'll then go back in the past and, and just bring other things up. So whatever the hurt or disappointment is, just – Focus on that solitary issue. What does it sound like when they're jumping all over the place? I mean, I think I get it, but give us an example of a rifle versus a shotgun. Well, they, they could say, uh, you know, you didn't help with household roles. You're not helping with household roles. Well, last year I was doing this, this, and this, and you didn't do this, this, and this. You know, and so they, they kind of throw the kitchen, as they say, the kitchen sink, just throw everything at their spouse rather than dealing with, I want you to help with household roles right now. And you'll never walk away with resolution with the kitchen sink stuff out there. Exactly. Yeah, too much to cover. If there's numerous pellets out there, numerous issues, no. All right, Aaron, uh, someone's listening thinking, I have a whole laundry list of problems I want to talk about with my spouse. So um, where do we start? And what's your advice? I'm smiling because this never happens in our marriage. We literally... <laughs> had this discussion, what, like two days ago? Yes. And Greg is always like, keep it to one thing, keep it. I'm like, but everything connects in my brain. I can't thing. help it. And another thing. <laughs> yes. It's important because I know specifically in my marriage that when I have the laundry list, Greg is not going to hear anything beyond the first thing. That he, it floods him, it overwhelms him when I have multiple issues that are coming up. So what I would say, take them one by one. Maybe for me, I can take my own advice, like write down, what are we addressing right now? Okay, we're addressing finances and specifically what issue in finances. It's the lights are always on. That's, Greg would say that. <laughs> yes, I love how- so expensive, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I love how Randy talks about a shotgun approach versus a rifle approach. A rifle has one bullet. Mm -hmm. And make sure that you're staying with one thing. Keep things clean and neat and, and, and uh, regulated. A bit. Yes. I mean, it's just looking at how do I show up in a way that I have the best chance of being heard. And I know for our marriage, when we are talking about difficult things, that if I address one thing at a time, it's going to help me be heard. And I want to be heard. So, because I know Greg will shut down, he'll get flooded, get defensive, and it won't go well. You know that classic study that was done many, many years ago with children playing on a playground when there was no fence on the playground, mm -hmm. they would just congregate to a very, very small place because they didn't feel safe. It felt too wide open versus when there was a clear fence around the playground that they were on, where they would explore all of that. And I'm telling you, that's how it feels for me. If I'm not sure what 
one thing we're discussing and talking about, it feels like there's no fence. Mm. And then I typically just get so overwhelmed that I'm tunnel vision on the one thing and I, I can't go where Aaron wants to go. Versus if we agree, let's discuss this issue, that provides a fence that I'm free to explore all around this issue that we're talking about. Yeah. So I just, I know that. So may, maybe I need more help so that I'm, maybe I should call one of our focus counselors. <laughs> but it's just a reality. I tend to do better when we yeah. limit this to one thing. Limit it to one thing and then provide structure of how are we going to talk about this as well. Right. And so often couples that attend the intensive when I work with them post-intensive as an aftercare coach, it's important to go back to what works and, and the tools that work to have a healthy conversation. Things like we call it heart talk and putting that structure in place is important because those boundaries and the structure is going to breed safety. I so, Aaron, you. if you want me to join you on the conflict playground, give me a good fence. Got it. That's, that's, a, the, that's moral a great takeaway. Story. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, several episodes I, I referenced how Dean and I had a little misunderstanding over dinner. And then later I was able to say, I felt like rejection at some level from mm-hmm. your comment. That led to me saying, and this is because you coach me all the time. Every time we're together, I'm just just drinking in, and you don't know it, but I pull out of the smally toolbox all sorts <laughs> of stuff. But I said, you know, I reacted this way, and why would I feel rejection on that? Mm-hmm. Why would I feel that? Yeah. I, I guess that's me. And you know what? Before we even got to that misunderstanding, I was feeling something, and that's on me. And so... Um, it wasn't a scripted heart talk. It was just a spontaneous, oh, what's that about? That's good awareness. But it was really yeah. one thing, and the thread that I saw was, oh, and I'm the one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not a comfortable place to be, but it was a really good conversation for That's us. Good. So I want to just go back and, and say thank you, uh, love, for being patient with me, my dear wife. <laughs> I'm At this age, I shouldn't be unpacking my little boy self, but I still am. <laughs> and uh, if you're relating, uh, you might find it helpful to get uh, Dr. Randy Schrader's book, Simple Habits for Marital Happiness, because he unpacks all sorts of great tools. Uh, you can benefit from Dr. Randy Schrader's uh, advice by getting a copy of this book. We have it here. Uh, at Focus on the Family, make a donation to this ministry. We're listener-supported. We rely on your generosity to continue making podcasts and uh, producing videos and keeping the material on the website uh, rich and deep and relevant. So join us today. Make marriage ministry possible with your contribution, and we'll uh, say thank you for being a part of the team by sending Simple Habits for Marital Happiness. All the details to donate and get the book are in the show notes. And if you find yourself getting into lots of arguments, then uh, let me point you to an article that is free. It's online. We'll link over to it called Find Your Hot Button Issues so you can improve your marriage. Uh, We'll, as I said, link over to that. Next time, we're going to have Dr. Julie Slattery back, and uh, she's going to be talking about sacrificial love and our sexuality in marriage. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, Thanks for listening. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord, and you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. 
Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.